Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Tutis. I'm the head of community at Grid 110, which is a startup accelerator and nonprofit in Los Angeles that focuses on supporting early stage entrepreneurs. I'm also the managing director at Girls in Tech Los Angeles, which is a nonprofit focused on supporting women in technology and entrepreneurship. I am based in downtown Los Angeles. On a practical level, what that looks like is taking a lot of calls with founders and helping them through the nitty gritty of entrepreneurship. Sometimes that means helping them prioritize their workload or answering questions about hiring, building a culture. On a larger level though, what I'm really passionate about in my role is when it comes to building community, inclusion is important to me. I know there's a lot of talk especially in the tech community about diversity and inclusion. And I think there's been more and more of an emphasis on the diversity part where companies are actively trying to get more diverse talent. But unfortunately, I feel like some of the inclusion part is missing where once you do have that talent or once you do have a diverse community, how do you build a safe environment for people to actually flourish? So at Grid 110, I think a lot about okay, we have a very diverse community, but what are the things that we can do to help them feel safe, to help them feel welcomed? It's little things and it's little touches being very much aware of, I'll give an example. Um, If we have a lot of parent entrepreneurs, you know, one season, being aware of when we provide a lot of workshops or events and the times that we offer them because they might overlap with when they have to pick up their kids from school or bring them to bed. So it's just being aware and having empathy with the things that you plan and put out. Walk us through Grid 110. Who should be applying and what do we need to do to apply? How can it help us? Where do we need to be in our journey? The best place to go to learn more is our website, which is www.grid110.org. You can also check us out on any of our social media channels like Instagram or Twitter. It's just at Grid110. So Grid110 is industry agnostic, which means that we work with all industries across the board. So whether you are focused on e-commerce or you're a lifestyle brand or you're even a nonprofit yourself, we work with all those companies or you're a brick and mortar company. I think sometimes people assume that accelerators only focus on tech companies or highly scalable companies like the next Facebook, which most accelerators do, but Grid 110 is very unique in that way and that we work with everyone. 
And in terms of stage, we have different programs that we've offered throughout the year. So I would just check on our website to see what um, what programs are open for application at that point. Right now, our applications are closed, but they will open up later this year. And if you're an early stage company, if you, again, open to all industries, we work with a lot of solo founders and first-time founders, but that is definitely not an requirement or a must. We also worked with companies who have multiple teams. So it just depends on what um, program is available at that time. In the past, we've had a program dedicated to very early stages, um, which was called I2P, Idea to Product, where we've worked with companies as early as those who are in the idea stage and helping them build a prototype. And then we also have a second program called the residency program, which is for companies who are still early stage, but further along. So they typically have a built out team. They're looking to raise and build out their culture. Hey, everybody, this is Isaac Lyman from Rags Play. We are an immersive music company enabling music artists to perform real time concerts in virtual reality. We're based in West Hollywood. Where we're at today we are in the MVP stage. Uh, so we've went ahead and built out a few prototypes, market tested uh, our MVP. Uh, we got some LOIs, which is cool. So right now we're converting on those and raising our seed round uh, to go live in the market within the next 90 to 120 days. What originally inspired Rack's Play, it started back in 2019 when I met my co-founder, Carlos. Uh, we were both in this accelerator program back in Detroit for college-age students. Uh, to test out your ideas. The whole program was focused on the lean, uh, the lean starter model. And so, yeah, a lot of customer discovery, validating our value proposition and things of that nature. And so at the time, you know, I knew I wanted to work in music tech because like my North Star is just, I think music tech is a way to increase artist earning power. Um, I just didn't know what that technology will look like. And, you know, all that other stuff. And so when I met Carlos, Carlos was doing VR and he and I initially, we just clicked and we thought, well, music and VR, like that just go together. Like it just has to work. And so one thing led to another, we just uh, hashed it out all on the whiteboard and we pretty much say, you know, like immersive concerts is it. And here we are. So uh, yeah. So, you know, within, within the next year or two, you know, we, we look to be live as far as with concerts. So we, we do concert series. So like, you know, 10 shows and then like another 10 shows and then like another 10 shows. But they're all archived on our platform. So uh, within the next year or two, you know, we definitely look to be live in the market and, you know, really establish ourselves and uh, really work through as far as in the key things uh, that really drives value for both artists and fans. So definitely looking forward to that and, you know, just you know, right now, just making sure, you know, we're, we're building a solid foundation to do so. Okay. So a couple things. One, you used a term called ILO. What's ILO mean? Yeah. Uh, letters of intent. Uh, essentially, you know, when a team or a company, pretty much you're, you're getting it in writing that they have an, an interest in uh, whatever you're proposing. And then that's pretty much what it means. It's, it's just getting it in writing that they have an interest in doing business with you or selling to you or buying from you or anything of that nature. And so uh, right now we have a couple of those that we're looking for. We're actually in the process of converting right now. And so it's been a pretty fun process. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what uh, 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 LOIs mean. And so keeping us on our toes. So I'm super happy about that. 
Why move from Detroit to LA and why did you choose West Hollywood? So I have a roommate still in Detroit at the time and he was sending me like a bunch of different apartments and I didn't really care. I'm like, hey, like if if it's nice and if it's our budget, like I, I'm all for it, go for it. And so he found this apartment where we're at and I'm like, okay, cool. Like that can work. And so uh, there wasn't really like any specific reason. Now, I was out here be- a year before I moved and I spent most of my time in West Hollywood. It was some meetings that we were doing. Uh, we did a few live activations uh, while we were there. And West Hollywood was like the only area that I knew at the time. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go where I'm going to go with the area that I'm most familiar with and, you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there wasn't too much thought behind it. It was just, you know, what made sense and what was convenient. <laughs> Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am head of product at Lolly, which is the most fun way to meet people online based in Marina Del Rey. I think that all of the individuals working on Dive Chat really impressed me because they were actually the ones organizing Tech Week while they were also working on their app. So I thought that that was super inspiring. And they're actually working on like a community based app and being able to centralize the LA community. What a better way to kind of prove that you're the right ones to lead that market. Tell us more about Dive Chat and how it works. Yeah, so Dive Chat is basically trying to make your group chats fun again. So they have a lot of super fun features like reactions and GIFs and stickers that will elevate your group chats. What is the most impactful book, either in your professional or personal life, that you've read? I would have to bring it all the way back to high school. And I read this book called The Back of the Napkin about like visualizing your ideas in creative ways. Uh, And I think that was probably one of the first times that I thought more visually instead of I was like super analytical in high school. I like loved math, loved numbers. And I was like, that's so unique to ideate like through pictures instead. I think that that definitely like changed the course of how I think a little bit. I mean, that's a rad recommendation and we'll include it in the show notes as well. What is advice someone has given you throughout your journey that's helped you accelerate in your career? I think one of the best advice I've been given was way back. It's actually unrelated to work, but I can apply it to work. It was back when I played club volleyball in high school and I was the captain of my volleyball team. And my coach told me that the best way to be a leader is to make other people feel like leaders. And so I think that I've definitely carried that into work in terms of giving people ownership, helping people feel passionate about the things that they're working on through feeling like leaders and everyone is always able to, you know, lead in some capacity. So I've always wanted to elevate that for everyone. If somebody were to just land in LA, what would you tell them is a must do? I would probably say going to Koreatown. I live right by there. And so I have loved going and eating all the food. It's so good. Is there a particular restaurant you recommend? My favorite place is Slurpin Ramen. I'm there like at least once a week. It's so good. (laughs) I got to check that out. What's a hike you'd recommend people do when they come to LA? Uh, There's this really beautiful trail. It's called the Sunset Ridge Trail in Pasadena. Um, You definitely have to check it out. How can people connect with you and get to know you more? I'm always super open to connecting on Instagram or even LinkedIn, if people are looking for professional advice, I 
try to like take up any coffee chat with everyone just because mentors have been so important in my life. So I've always been super keen about mentoring others and especially like other students when I was at USC. So yeah, please have people reach out. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.